Glory to Jesus. So I've made some notes so I don't get sidetracked. Uh, I just wanted to tell you quickly where the vision for love in a time of war came from. From the Holy Spirit. And it came into my heart um, early September 2020. And this was just before Pastor Sharon brought us the message and Pastor John on I Will Take the Children, which was very interesting timing for me. And uh, the Lord dropped a song in my heart at that, at that time called I Choose to Love Him. And it goes, I choose to love Him. And that's all that He dropped in my heart. But when He dropped it in my heart, I knew instantly that it would be, it would be a song that would combat for God's people and whoever would hear it, what was happening in the world at that time, which was, from what I was observing, it was Christians choosing to live a very liberal lifestyle, the church not standing for righteousness, because if they did at that time and up till now, it would cost them. It would cost them potentially members and money. And then, of course, people not believing in God and living an extremely liberal lifestyle. And this was, this was my observation at that time. And it was, it was around the same time that Biden was campaigning against Donald Trump. And, and like Pastor John has been ministering, what's happening in America and all around the world is an indication of what is happening spiritually. You know, there is a liberal agenda that is about me and what I want. And, uh, and then there is the conservative agenda, which is godly values and loving the family and serving God. Okay, I'm getting sidetracked. Let me, let me come back to my notes. So it was at this time that in those few words, I choose to love him, I understood exactly what God was saying. It was a song that was combating all of this that was going on in the world at the time. And I remember saying to Pastor Sharon at that time, I feel God putting an, a, a very aggressive sound in me. And she encouraged me, well, go with it. So... While I was observing all of this, the Lord dropped into my heart again, just love in a time of war. And I knew when he dropped it into my heart that it was huge, that it had great significance to him. I knew that I'd touched the heartbeat of God, God's heartbeat concerning his people and for the earth at this time. And, uh, and then I was just meditating on what, what uh, the Lord is, has ministered to me regarding love in a time of war from then until now. And one of the biggest things um, was that in history, the, the uh, times when God delivered his people, there was, uh, there were times, the significant times when God delivered his people, 
was when there were babies and children that were slaughtered and killed in their thousands, ten thousands, hundreds of thousands. And the Lord was speaking to my spirit about one of the greatest tragedies that exist in our time, which is that currently there are between 40 and 50 million abortions every year. And the Lord just spoke to my spirit and said, like what happened with, uh, with Cain and Abel, that when Cain killed Abel, the blood, his blood cried out to God from the earth. He, he said to my spirit, the, the blood of these children, these unborn children, cry out to him from the earth. The blood of unborn children cry out to him from the earth. And even though we don't hear him, they are before him in the courts of heaven crying for justice and vengeance on the earth. And it's, and it's significant that it's at an all-time high. And in history, when that happened, God, uh, it wasn't soon after that that God redeemed his people in a, a very powerful way. So uh, that's just one of the things. And so you'll see with the, with the production tonight, it's, it's meant to be aggressive. It's meant to be in your face. That's why there's, uh, there's a lot of lighting and uh, it's meant to speak. So I, uh, I pray that it does what God intends it to do. And this is just a taste. It's just one song. This is not the whole production. There's, there's a lot more to come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Enjoy. Hallelujah. I'm just going to need the pulpit, please. Glory to God. We worship you, Father. We worship. Thank you. We worship, Lord. We are in awe, Father. of what you are putting. Like the Passion Bible says, the church is your theater. The church, your theater. Hallelujah. Like Pastor John preached this morning that through the church will be made known the manifold wisdom of God to the principalities and the powers through the church through the church Lord hallelujah all glory to you God all glory to you for loving a time of war all glory to you for all that you have done so far on this, at this, on this camp meeting in our lives, in our hearts all glory be to you, Father. We stand in awe of you, Lord. We stand in awe of you. You alone are the only true and living God. We are yours and we serve you, Lord, and we thank you that these sounds and these words and these songs pierce and penetrate our hearts and bring us Bring us to our knees. Bring us to the feet of Jesus. Bring us 
to Jesus. Hallelujah. And cause us to arise as a church. Causes us to arise. Father, we ask for you to have your say here. Continue to have your way here. As you have begun in such a powerful way. Continue to have your way and have your say and have full sway here this evening, Lord. May your will be done tonight on earth. May your kingdom come tonight in our hearts, Lord, in these earthen vessels, Lord, as it is in heaven. And we ask this all together in the power of agreement in the name of Jesus. And we all say, Amen. So be it, Lord. So tonight, the evening session from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, as you would have seen on your program, says prophetic teaching and drama production, love in a time of war. It's what Pastor John wanted us to get ready, one song for uh, this Easter weekend. Um, in preparation for us and to give us um, experience and to give us opportunity to, to, to do this that is so new uh, that God has given us this uh, theatrical way that he wants to speak to people. Glory to God. So prophetic teaching... Um, I'm going to just also move right along like Pastor Garth. I'm going to just go here to the parts that I want to speak out prophetic, prophetically. Things that have been spoken out by Pastor John over many years. And when God speaks prophecy, it's the Spirit of God that speaks. And the words never stop being. They never stop being. Because they are the words that God speaks. When God said, let there be light, light is still being. And so when God speaks, prophecy is the inspired speakings of God through a human vessel. There's a lot of prophecy that is not of God. And that's not up to us to judge God We'll judge that. That does not mean to say we throw the baby out with the bathwater just because there is the false. But we honor and we lift up on high. We do not despise like the Bible says prophesying because there is the real. There is God that speaks by his spirit through a man and through a woman, through a boy, through a girl, through a young man, through a young woman. Hallelujah. So this is a declaration that was in 2017 by Pastor John. I have a declaration to make that was in my spirit during praise and worship. That's when we still called it praise and worship. This was June 2017. God had us change it to sound and song. 
because of what it has become, the term, knowledge of praise and worship has become such a blasé thing that people don't actually, actually even realize that God wanted to swing it and change it to song and sound here amongst us. I have this declaration to make that was in my spirit during sound and song. I'm just updating it a little. So I must make this declaration by the Holy Spirit. I declare that the resources that are required for God to be made famous in this ministry flow in from every quarter so that everything that must come to pass will. I declare in the name of Jesus that there is nothing that is withheld from this ministry to make God famous at this time. Amen. Every electronic resource, every financial resource, every human resource, everything that is required will be made available for God to be made famous. I am continuing to speak out of my spirit this morning. I want to tell you that I have a vision. I'm going to give you very practical things. Um, he was talking about at this point in time, we're believing God for the highest quality in-ear monitors for our musicians. This was 2017. If we do that, if we go for the best, okay. I'm believing by that by the time that Brother Jerry comes, every musician will have the highest quality in-ear monitors. You may not know the difference, but they will be able to deliver a higher quality service to the Lord. I am believing God that when Brother Jerry comes here, we will be able to have times of worship, that the worship itself will create a worldwide tension that makes God famous. I am believing and I speak prophetically this morning that all of the worship people, those that are called, will write the songs that God has placed in their hearts. It was before the prophecy came forth that God would start with Pastor Goth. I, the musicians that are, people that are called to do so will write the songs God has placed in their hearts. The musicians that are talented to put music to the songs so that they would be the Holy Spirit anointed music. I am believing that. It's been in my spirit for near on 20 years now that we would have a worship quality in our ministry that would impact the body of Christ on an international level. He's speaking by the Spirit of God, not speaking from a place of ambition, speaking from a place of what God is wanting to speak out into the very atmosphere so that the words can create and resound and reverberate as it creates. I believe the time for that is now. When it starts, it's going to be full to overflowing. By the time it gets finished, we won't know what to do with the people because they will be coming from everywhere. We're going to need more seats. The church is going to be too small. It's going to grow. Because he himself is going to be on show. Not me, not Brother Jerry, not our music team. It's God himself that's on show. 
The Lord told me it was his intention to keep us hidden for a long time because there were many things that he wanted to say that these are my people, but we are not to be hidden anymore. We are to be known because we are making him famous. I have another thing to say to you, and this is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God has a plan for Johannesburg. The clarity of that and the understanding of that is yet to be revealed. But I wanted the Johannesburg people to know, and I wanted the Whitbank people to know, that what happens here is a direct seed to what will happen there. It, I had a surprising thing happen to me this last week. A spiritual thing happened. It just hit me in there, my spirit that there will be, the Lord said to me, John, many ministry campuses, just like what is happening in Whitbank, with all these resources that you will directly pastor and you will be the pastor of and you will have pastors that you will release and will have and all those churches get ready for many campuses that are coming. Some of them will be in America. Some of them will be in other parts of the world. I'm telling you that this is what God is telling me to speak out this morning. But I'm also saying to you that Whitbank was always the first. And Whitbank needs to be the first in the development of these things. Because what happens here will determine what happens everywhere. So I'm, about, I'm making this declaration to you this morning that God is about to make himself famous, really. Because it's not about ma a man. It's about the ways of God. And so I say, and I continue to speak under the inspiration of the Spirit. And so I, I say that there are many people that have been touched around the world by the message of Jesus Christ being Lord and Savior. But there are very few people that have been taught to integrate ways, their ways with God's ways. The integration of God's people with his ways is a critical component for him. You cannot say that I am a disciple or, my, or I'm a born-again believer and you're not integrating ways with God. You may be saved, you may be going to heaven, but if your ways are not aligned with his ways, you do not have the power and the authority that can flow from you that is supposed to flow from you. There are many that are touched, few that have integration of ways. There are many that want to touch the strategic intentions of God, but they are unable to touch the strategic intentions of God with the Spirit of God. But they touch the strategic intentions of God from those that are called to authentically prophesy. And so when they hear the voice of the authentic prophet and they hear the strategic intentions of God, then they modify and create the ways that they should go to align themselves with the strategic intentions of God. These are not authentic called vessels, tools of God. They are tools but not of gold and silver. They are tools that are wood, hay and stubble and their works will be burnt because they are not authentic 
prophets. They are those people that have heard the true prophets and have made themselves look like the prophets. Jeremiah 23. You can go and read it for yourself. They take the words of my true prophets and put it on their lips. And so God is looking for a people that will not only touch the world, but he is looking for a people that will integrate their ways with his ways so that he can make his strategic intentions known. Because when his strategic intentions are known through the true prophets of God, through the true voices of God, then divine productivity can be released. Divine productivity is released not because there is a big church that have lots of people and say that that is divine productivity. Divine productivity is released when the spirit of the, of the Lord has the opportunity to draw his people into the integration of his ways. Divine productivity Activity happens when he can draw his people into a lifestyle that as they walk, they speak his ways. As they talk, they declare his ways. As they walk, they show his ways. Those are the people that God is looking for in this time. Divine productivity is God's anointing on human effort to take the people that have chosen God and make them into the governing authorities on the earth in his church. Christianity is not about attending church. Christianity is about integrating your ways with the ways of God. Understanding the strategic intentions of God. Being able to prophesy and speak out the true will of God. And then when you become a divinely productive person, you are the person that speaks out of your mouth the ways of God. You walk in the paths of God. And what happens is that the environment that you walk into begins to take on the shape that God wants it to take on. That is divine productivity. It's not your environment causing you, Christian, to bow to it. 2017. You preached that this morning, Pastor John. It's not your environment causing you, Christian, to bow to it. It's you, Christian, rising up, making the environment bow to you. This is the kingdom of God that is coming to the earth through divine productivity. When you have been touched by God and you have integrated your ways to God's ways, and you, have under and you understand the genuine strategic intentions of God, because the true prophetic voices have been spoken, and you are aligned with the true prophetic ways of God, and divine productivity begins to take shape, then God's covenant power is released into your ways and into the earth. And that is the intention of God, to restore the order of covenant. The order of covenant. And so I continue to declare prophetically. Remember again, this was 2017. God wants these words coming out tonight, Pastor John. That as God has determined for Brother Jerry Savall to come back to Africa, to come and spend three days with us under the created anointing, we began to touch in the spirit the order of God because there were a people that were prepared to be touched by God, integrate their ways with God, understand the true prophetic voices that were received so that the strategic intentions of God could be made known. And as we began to walk in those strategic intentions, God was able to take us to his divine productivity so that the divine productivity of God could make happen in three days that could have taken years to happen. 
because so strong was the anointing of God in this place. But he wasn't here for the anointing for three days. He was here for the anointing of an extended period of time because it's his will to begin to establish covenant, the order and the ways of covenant. I have begun to flow under the anointing of God. And I want to say that I speak to money. I call the money, all the money that will be here for what I need it for. I speak that we will buy the best technology, not at the world's prices. I speak and I say that we will have the best musicians that God will supernaturally bring and their hearts will be towards us and their hearts will integrate with us and their hearts will be to worship with us. And so we will have the best music talent. Not because they are technically better, because they have the anointing on the way they play. I declare that we will have the best video technology with the very best way of delivering stable, quality images to the world. I would like to purchase more cameras. I'm looking for the best for the best. I believe that God wants us to project an image to the world that when he comes to reveal himself and make himself famous, we will have everything. You said at that time, Pastor John, I need a second bank of lights in the middle of the auditorium because the way that we have the lights set up now creates too many shadows and the dead spots that you're not aware of. But when you get into lighting, you become aware of we need a second bank of light that costs the same as the first bank of light. So I call in all the resources, electronic technology, human, financial, that what happens here will be the beginning of what will flow into Johannesburg and every flow into Johannesburg and every other campus that God is going to start. And watch what I'm telling you. We're going to start and have churches and campuses that are going to supernaturally pop up because God is designing it. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So I've put you a turn to page 10. Let me tell you, church, it's coming from Pastor John. Let me tell you, church, that what God has prepared for us, when Brother Jerry came the first time, was a banquet of the wines. You did that series of messages that the Spirit of God revealed to you, Pastor John, about the invitation. In 2017, it was a banquet of the wines that was the three days that he came. It was the banquet of redemption and restoration because wine is about the blood and you don't have wine without bread. She had the banquet of wine and bread and we can't go into all of that teaching, but I'm just reading what was said. It was about redemption and restoration. And she was saying, I don't want anything yet from you. That was the woman with Elisha. She recognized the prophet and she built for him a chamber. And he said, what can I do for you? And she said, I don't have need of anything. I live among my people. But God knew there were many things she had need of. So I don't want anything from you yet because there is a bigger banquet to come because there is so much more at stake. I want to tell you, church, that when God invited us to give an honor seed to Brother Jerry, God was inviting us and we didn't even know it. But we just obeyed it. When we went to Brother Jerry with the honor seed, we were inviting him to a banquet. But it was only the banquet of the tasting of the wine. It was a banquet of redemption and restoration because there is a banquet still to come. And it's the main course. It's where everything happens. 
It's where everything is revealed. It's where all the petitions are granted. It's where true authority and governance is expressed. And all of the things that will happen, we have only had only the banquet of wines, the real deal is still to come. Because he came for the three days. And he thought he was only coming for the three days. But he was in the anointing of God in this place which we had prepared for the prophet. Hallelujah. We prepared a place for the prophet because we recognized him. And he was sitting in the back in Pastor John's lounge under the anointing. When he said to Brother Joe, you go back in there and you tell Pastor John that the Lord said I have to come back early next year and stay as long as God tells me to stay. And so the real deal was still to come. Why is it that you are going to all this preparation? Because the main, main banquet has got to be planned. The main banquet has got to be prepared. The big feasting is about to happen. And we don't want anything to interfere with that. Oh, Pastor John, there's so much here. Glory, we've got to put out the table, prepare the lighting and all the things that have got to happen. Because when the main event happens and the banquet begins, God's order, God's power, God's authority, half the kingdom is not even the deal on the table. It becomes much bigger than that. It's dance time. So then he came, Pastor John. He came in the February and he brought us eight messages. He brought us a bag of word seeds. And I remember when the Lord said to him, you're done. You can go home now. I just got in my heart. I just said, oh God, 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 God. He brought us words. Lord, Lord, what happens with all these words that he brought us? Lord. And he gave me this on Saturday, the 10th of February, 2018. He said to me, Sharon, have faith in me. Have great faith that all the words spoken by Brother Jerry will find root in hearts, will take root and bear fruit that not even one of his words in your day will fall to the ground. It was said of the prophet Samuel that in his days, not even one of the words of God fell to the ground. And the Lord promised me on that day. He made a promise to us. Glory. He said, my words I sent through my servant have this power to produce fully. And so I have his, all his seven messages transcribed word for word in a, in a big file that I have gone through over the years with a fine tooth comb, but then I did make this all available to all of you. This is all available. And Sunday, February the 4th, message 1, 2018, he came to say this. And I'm going to pray. It's very praised. He came to say, the depth of my praise determines the magnitude of my breakthrough. Hallelujah. I sense an urgency, Brother Jerry said, in the spirit that God is ready to move. Pastor John, you know, when he he's said to me to bring these words, he said, it's coming to pass now. It's coming to pass now. A sense and urgency in the spirit that God is ready to move the way he has always wanted to do. But he can't violate his own word if there's no hunger for it because it requires hunger. Hunger and our hunger has been growing because the word of God has 
growing it in us. Hunger is having a strong desire and a craving for and an urgent need and you want it very much and you long and you ache. And he said to us to say, show me your glory. And I've been saying that almost every day since he came in 2017. Some of you started and then you stopped. You must pick it up again. Lord, show me your glory. Show me your manifest presence, he taught us. Your manifest presence, your manifest power, and your manifest goodness. Hallelujah. It's your supreme desire. It's his supreme desire to show us his glory. So we hunger. We hunger, Lord. Glory. And so message two was about pursuing the presence of God. He said, he used a scripture, God knocks he want, and he wants you to open and come and sup with him. To want to be in your, his presence every day of your life. To seek it and require it persistently. Lord, show me your glory. I'm ready to go to another level. Continuing steadfastly in prayer, he said to us. Resolute and firm in purpose. That is how we see greater manifestations of your glory. Say this with me. I hunger. I pray. I expect. Message three. I called it, I put on my own headings there according to the, the um, emphasis that the Holy Spirit was giving me. Message three, um, I called holy intrusion prayer and Holy Ghost invasion was on Tuesday the 6th of February. And when, the, when they had prayed, the place was shaken, he used. Have you ever been in a prayer meeting like that where the place was shaken where they were assembled together? And they were all filled with the Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. And with great power gave the apostles witnesses of the resurrection. And he said that time, there can be no great power with no great, without great corporate prayer. There cannot be great power. There was great power for the apostles to show the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there was great corporate power in the book of Acts. With great power. A holy, notice after they prayed, it was a holy intrusion. God invaded the place. That is what I'm looking forward to, God invading the services. We had a taste of that last night. We've been having tastes, but God is increasing. God is multiplying it. Hallelujah. And he was wanting our hunger to increase and our expectation to increase. I believe, Brother Jerry said, if we continue to hunger for it, it will become commonplace. It is not church as usual, he said. God will invade this place, he said. He will interrupt all our plans and have his own way. I am ready for a holy intrusion. I am open for an invasion of the Holy Ghost. He still desires to do this with his people today if they would only hunger. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said that we break loose from spiritual lethargy, willing to leave our comfort zones because we want to see his glory. I truly believe, Brother Jerry said in that third message, I truly believe that we have crossed a threshold in God's time table. He is ready to pour out his glory in the earth like we have never experienced before. New demonstrations of his power await us. New demonstrations of the miraculous await us. Some in the church have become so content with the way things are. But at the same time, there is an army of believers 
who have awakened, who have arisen, who are stirred, who are revived, and are no longer satisfied with the status quo. I'm part of that army of believers that is going to pray the glory to manifest. Stir yourself up. God is not going to do it for you, he said. I'm part of that group that is stirred. Glory. He said singing and praising and the glory. He used the scripture out of 2 Chronicles 5. Singing and praising and the glory and praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. He said, be willing to pay the price for the greater glory. You come to church when you don't want to. You come to prayer meetings even when you don't feel like it. You enter into sound and song and sound even when you've had a horrible day. Message four, well, I called it revival joy. Glory to God. A genuine revival without joy is as impossible. Charles Spurgeon made this statement. Brother Jerry brought this. Is as impossible as spring without flowers. Or a day dawn without delight. If joy doesn't break out, we're not having a revival. What is this joy unspeakable and full of glory? It is a joy that fills the heart and fills the soul. And you can't, you can't put it aside. You can't resist it. It's designed to be yielded to, not to be resisted. It's a joy that the world knows nothing about. They know happiness from time to time, depending on their circumstances, but they don't know Holy Ghost joy. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Happiness can be just a thing of the flesh, but joy comes from the Holy Ghost. Don't ever say again, I don't have joy. Yes, you do. It's down in there. You just need to quit suppressing it. Glory comes from the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't restrain yourself. Don't hold back. Joy is of the Lord. Brother Hagen said, this is Brother Jerry still speaking. Somebody told him one time, Brother Hagen, aren't you afraid of some wildfire? He said, I can handle wildfire. It's raising people from the dead. That's hard. Well, aren't you concerned, Brother Jerry, that we might get in the flesh? Well, Joel said his spirit's going to fall on all flesh. It will do your flesh some good to yield to the Holy Ghost. I think it's strange when Christians don't have joy. Jesus said, I give you my joy that it may remain and that it might be full. And then he said, heaven is a noisy place. I said, he said again, heaven is a noisy place. Church ought to be a noisy place, he said. Joy in our hearts should be as natural as your next breath. And message five on the 8th of February was, I called it planted because that's what he spoke about. Hallelujah. He said this, if you stay planted... And we all have that attitude. Dear Lord, what do you suppose would happen in our church services? We would no longer have church services. We would have encounters with God every time we came together. Because every time we come together, there's planted people that come together. Not people that have come from another church and then are going to go somewhere else after a while. It's planted. And it's people that stay planted, that keep coming together. That's the kind of place that God can bring a revival to. Glory to God. That's the only kind of place that God will bring a revival to. Because God's plan is planted. Planted in the house of the Lord, you will bear fruit. He said this, we would no longer be having church services. We would have encounters with God every time together. You would have to lock the doors to keep people from spending the night here. 
And then he made this statement, Pastor John. Well, what I've seen here this week, praise God. You people could pray it in. God doesn't need the whole rest of the world. Selah, can I say that again? When the church, God intends to show us his glory. When, the, when is it going to happen? When the church starts hungering for it? When the church starts praying it in or praying it out as I have taught you? When the church believes what he says in the messages that he brings every Sunday? We are getting closer, praise God. We're getting closer. Well, what I've seen here this week, praise God. God doesn't need the whole rest of the world. You Guys, could pray it in. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then in message six, he was speaking about message seven was the goodness of God. But I think that that's enough for me to share on that. He finished off his last message, and I called this last message press. Press. Because he said this. Here's how you do it. Press. Philippians 3.15. I press, I press, I press, I push. Press is a Greek word, diako. I follow, I strive, I push forward, I aspire to. I am zealously behind something. I endeavor with zeal. I run swiftly in order to catch something. I seek after eagerly. I earnestly apply pressure. Hallelujah. He says here, I'm not in favor of some of this grace teaching that is going around. Well, we do not have to do anything. God has already done it all for us. Yes, I believe he's already taken care of redemption and already taken care of salvation. But my Bible says to be a doer of the word. And it's Paul says, I press, I press. So apparently he did not know what some preachers know today. Brother Jerry says, I press. I don't know any other way. Amen. I press. If it was all going to be handed to us, then every believer would be extremely blessed. Every church would be experiencing revival. But you have to press for that. God says it's yours. You have to press for it. Our press simply means you do never quit. You never turn back. You do not ever quit. You just keep pressing. Amen. The fact that you have determined to press once again, Brother Jerry said, does not mean that Satan is going to just lay down and roll over and play dead. The fact that you are pressing, you are just announcing to the devil the fight is on. But you are stronger than him in Christ. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. You just make the determination that you're going to press. Hallelujah. Refuse to back off and refuse to quit. And refused to stop saying, Lord, show me your glory. And then he finished off by saying, he had a prophecy for us about supernatural increase such as we've never experienced before. And uh, he said this, I stand in the prophetic office and I've delivered the words of the Lord to you all week. The word of God says, believe the prophets and you shall prosper. And so shall you succeed. The message translation says, you'll end up on top. Glory, glory. And then he said, let me bless you. I pronounce a blessing on you. And that blessing is still upon us. The Lord bless you. 
Do you receive it? He asked us, the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you. The Lord be gracious to you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I've now completed my assignment until I return. I believe he will return, Pastor John. He keeps saying it and we will keep saying it with him. And so, Pastor John, the road also this afternoon reminded me about the seed, the sequence of the irrational honor seed, which happened in 2016. There was a sequence of events. Brother Jerry was supposed to come to us in 2016. 31st of August, the email comes to Pastor John from Joe. Brother Jerry is not coming at this time. And remember, we had prepared for it. Right, there were many of you that were here. Pastor, on the, and Pastor John did not tell me. He did not speak to me about this. From the 31st of August, only on the 5th of September did he tell me, Sharon, Brother Jerry is not coming. And I am not disappointed. And then on the 11th of September, we made the announcement to both churches. Whitbank and um, Johannesburg. In the meantime, before Brother Jerry was supposed to be here, Pastor John had a number in his heart, an amount in his heart for an honorarium. Do you know what an honorarium is? It's something you give someone in honor for, for something that they have come to serve you with. And so that's why it was called an honor seed. Irrational honor is what came out of your spirit, Pastor John. So, so um, this is what you said. I was believing God. This is what you said on the 18th of September 2016 in Whitbank. I was believing God for an amount of money that we would give honor to Brother Jerry as a whole ministry when he came in October. So when he let us know that he was going to have this major surgery, I thought, Lord, all the seed has been given. What do we do with the seed? And it just came in my heart that we have to just get on a plane and go and give it to him, regardless of whether he has come here or not. So we are going on Wednesday. So as I was asking the Lord about the seed, he gave me this special seed for special results. So, you made the, the seed doubled on the 12th of September. The seed doubled. After the people heard we were going to take the seed to Brother Jerry, that amount that was in Pastor John's heart doubled. You doubled it. Glory. Because God was working in your heart. And then... Um, we weren't sure if I was going to go with, and then I made a note here on the 12th of September when you made the announcement, you were walking out of the Joburg church and two people came to you to tell you we're paying for the Pastor Sharon's air ticket. It was paid for. The search, then, okay, let's just see here. On the 18th of September, Pastor John in Witterbank, Pastor Sharon in Joburg, speaking on special seeds, special results. Wednesday, the 21st of September, we fly to the USA and the seed triples. Thursday, the 22nd of September, we land in Dallas and we travel to Homewood Suites. 
Friday the 23rd of September, we met with Joe and Joyce to give seed to them. Saturday the 24th of September, we were just marking time because our appointment was with Brother Jerry only on Monday the 26th, the day before he went into surgery. Only God can orchestrate this. Hallelujah. So Saturday we were marking time. Sunday we were at Heritage of Faith Sunday morning service. Monday, the 26th of September 2016 at 9.30 a.m., we were with Brother Jerry where there was this transfer and transaction that happened. The seed, this event, who knew he did. And then, Pastor jo then he came back to us in 2017 with eight messages. Pastor John, you said this about the seed. He's, Brother Jerry had words about the seed, but you spoke about the same scripture before Brother Jerry brought the same scripture. On the day you gave him this, the, honor, the, honor, the rational honor seed, um, he said, you tell the people this. And you'd already ministered about it before. Your generosity and purposeful giving is grounded in the recognition of who you are giving to and why. So you are giving through your love and respect for me. You are giving to my father. This is what Pastor John was saying to us. Because you don't know my father all that well. My spiritual father, Jerry Savelle. I've taught you about him. I've taught you from his books. But you don't know him face to face. So you honor him because you honor me. And I thank you for that. So you have a recognition of who you are giving to and why. It's not because he or I need your money. You are giving because it's honor. You are giving because you have a recognition that God is doing something supernatural in the spirit between the father and the son, Jerry Savelle and his son, this son, and what God is doing on an eternal assignment for us. But we, we have not asked you to give with a harvest for yourself in mind, have we? We have not said if you give brother, to Brother Jerry, you will receive this kind of harvest. We have merely asked you to give because of honor. This is very important what I'm telling you. At no stage did we feel led by the Lord to say, sow seed so that you can get a harvest. This seed has all been about honor. So this woman with her made her resources available to a man that God chose to use to speak his holy written, holy breathed words to a people of a nation. That is the recognition. She said, I don't need a harvest of this. I just recognize you. As the man of God, and I built you, and I provide for you every time you come. So, what is to be done for you? Your giving, this is just a reminder, is speaking into your future. Pastor John, like your father, gave half of his inheritance to Oral Roberts, speaking into the future of his son and his son's sons down to generations because we have a legacy we have a spiritual family tree we have a spiritual pedigree hallelujah we have a legacy glory and so your giving your seed is speaking your giving is speaking into your future and into the future of the men God has placed around you. Your seed is speaking. 
being busy on a holy eternal assignment. Your giving is speaking to future joy and productivity most personal and most precious to you. So as you have given your seed, your seed is speaking into your future assignment and your future life. That is why God will not let go of you. You have given seed. And he is saying, the seed that you have given speaks into your future assignment. And he will bring you to crossroads in your life. He will bring you to find yourself between a rock and a hard place until you yield to Jesus and say, yes, Jesus, I will obey you. I will be on the assignment in the earth that you have called me to. I will not live for myself anymore. So, right. Your productivity, you said this, Pastor John. Even when circumstances may intrude to steal your future, your productivity and your joy from you, your, your ongoing generosity, your ongoing generosity and divine connection will not permit suffocation or death. Sometimes your circumstances may be dying through suffocating things around you, suffocating liabilities, suffocating people, suffocating circumstances. And the Lord is saying, if you call on him, the seed is speaking into your future, your productivity, that suffocation and death will not be permitted in Jesus' name. I have a lot more, but you know that about me by now, Pastor John. But I'm going to stop there because I sense that it's time for me to stop. Because there's some things that the Lord wants to say through you. Thank you very much for being attentive and opening up your hearts to listen. Because that's one of the things that camp meeting is for. Remember I read it to you? Camp meeting is so that we can be still and quiet and find out what is God doing now. What is God doing now? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, just a few things. Wasn't uh, that production amazing? Hey, isn't that amazing? Praise Jesus. Can you imagine what this production will look like? When all of the songs that God has given Pastor Garth are uh, transferred into an entire theatrical experience that will last for maybe 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Who knows how it would happen. The Lord uh, uh, put it in my heart that we, we needed to start somewhere. And we needed to have a we needed to have a, 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 a platform that we could learn, and that we could see what does it take to make a production like this, what kind of resources do we need to have available? And you will realize that we've got extra lights in here that we don't normally have. I trust that God will provide it so that our whole auditorium has the kind of lighting continuously that you saw here tonight you know I'm trusting that the next the next song the next level of production the next things that will happen uh, that it won't take very long and 
we'll be able to do the next one. And maybe it's not the next one, maybe it's the whole thing. But I know we needed to start somewhere so we could learn, so we could understand what it takes to put on a production like this. In just a short, uh, in, in a small space and in a, in a little bit of time. So didn't the team do amazing things? Hey, wow. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know all of the things that Pastor Sharon was going to say. All the words that have been spoken from this platform over the years since 2016, 2015, whatever the time frame was. Um, but God has obviously been using His words that He would speak to bring us to this place. And thank God the resources have come. We need more to get to where we're going. But He's provided so that we have what we've got. So, the other thing I want to say that there are many of you that are here now that sowed seed, honor seed to Brother Jerry in that irrational honor seed. And uh, I had it in my heart that as Sharon was reading uh, from, from that booklet that you should have a copy of. If you don't have a copy of it and you're new here, you're welcome to phone the office and we can send you a PDF file or, uh, or you know, Word document or whatever with, with, that whole, with that whole book that has all of the messages in it. And you can begin to speak them and pray them and declare them over your lives. I believe this, that as people join this ministry, as God brings them to us, that they will have a supernatural catch-up. And so they will have a, they will have, God will do things. Here's, here's, here's the thing that happens is that Jesus comes to, uh, uh, he talks about a story of a man who comes into the town square to look for laborers. And he only has the need for so many laborers. And he says, do you agree with me that I'll pay you this much money for the work that you will do? And he says, uh, they all say yes. And they go and work for him. And then at midday, he comes for more laborers. And he asks them, and he gives them an amount and a contract, and it's the same amount of money. And then one hour before the day is over, he comes back into the town square. And he asks if they would come and pay work for him. And the people that only had one hour's work in the day they got the same amount of money as the people that started from the beginning. And so the people in the beginning had a murmur, had lots to say about it, because why do we work a whole day and we get the same as the guys that came at the end? Well, you had the security and the knowledge and you had the experience and you had things happen to you during the day that other people didn't have. They were sitting with, with uh, expectation and anticipation. They sat there the whole day. That speaks to their determination. But they had, a, they had a lot to say about how come we work all day and this guy works one hour and he gets the same pay. 
And so the man said, what is that to you? You and I had a contract. So what is that to you if I choose to pay someone who works one hour the same as you work for the whole day? What is that to you? That's my business. So I believe that it's God's business that those that come and join the ministry, even though they come at midday or they may come at the, at the last hour, that they'll catch up spiritually and that they'll get the same reward and they'll get the same understanding and the same spiritual insight that God has been doing and giving us all this time. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So I have to remind you, and I want to say this to you, that God uh, spoke to us and said, I will take the children. I'm taking you out of, out of Babylon. And uh, the Lord had me start my exchange as a, as a program. It was something in my heart 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Uh, and it never quite took off the way that I expected it to happen. But in the fullness of time, God reached out to us and said, he has a message that needs to be spoken. He has a repentance that needs to be had. And he has, a, he has the time of God for you now. And I want to remind you of the irrational honor seed that you sowed to Brother Jerry. That there was no specific reward that was requested. We were very careful about this, that it was an honor seed. It was not so that you could say, I'm putting money in and I'm expecting a 30-fold, a 60-fold, or a 100-fold return on the money. It was just to show honor. And that's why God gave me the word irrational honor at that time, because it's irrational to do what we did. And if you remember at that time, I struggled with why I had to go and deliver the seed because it, it cost more money to deliver the seed. It took thousands of rands and that could have been given to him if we did an international wire transfer rather than take the seed. But the Lord said, take the seed. And we were not to know that the next day after he had prophesied and he had declared, when I come to you, John, I'll tell the people when I come and when I come and when I come. And the next day, the devil was going to try and steal his future by giving him, making him a vegetable in his brain because of a stroke under, under, under the operation. And he, had the, he lost the use of his arm. And the rest is history. I believe that God commanded us and used our irrational honor seed. And he commanded him to speak words to us that day. When I come, when I come, when I come. They spoke into the eternity and said, you cannot take his future. I know it's his faith over all the years that he spoke over his health and his well-being. And there's a man of faith that actually it brought him out of that space. But it was also our seed the day before he went into that operation that stood before God as a, as a monument to say, you cannot take his life. He has work still to be done. And now something else has happened to me. Something else happened to me because... Uh, did you, did you recognize the affection of Brother Jerry Savelle towards us last night when he ministered to us? I mean, it's, it's digital, but you could feel the affection. You could see that he loves us. 
his words that he spoke about our church, he, those are not words that he speaks in every church that he goes to. He knows what spirit we are made of, this church. He knows the wars that we have fought. He knows the battles we have overcome. He knows the foundation that has been laid. He knows what we are building for God here. And that we have not sought to promote ourselves and to create a ministry that's about numbers, but we have sought to create a ministry that is a, is a sweet-smelling fragrance to God. So, you know, I'm just wanting you to understand a few things. You've heard me say this before, Pastor Sharon. I made a decision that we want to invest in this ministry, so we never took a salary and have not taken a salary for at least five years. Most recently, we started to take a small salary because we were advised that for different tax reasons and different reasons that would be the, uh, a good thing to do. But... We invested all of the money that was supposed to come to us, we invested back into this ministry. And you say, well, how did you live, Pastor John? God provided for us. We never went one day, not one week, not one month, not one year without God providing for us. And so the people that God has used to provide for us, that's between them and God, and they have a right to claim from God whatever they have, God has used them to do to put us into a position of blessing. And, and, and that's, that's for them in their faith to walk before God because of, of what has happened. Amen. Hallelujah. But I must say this to you. That we are here because we did an honor seed that has spoken to our futures. Some of you. Some of you, your business through COVID shut down. Some of you have had, had changes and suddenly you find yourself in Whitbank. And you say, well, how did you get here? Well, God looked at your honor seeds. Way back then, God was using your honor seed to plan a future that you couldn't see. And because circumstances were going to be created on the earth, and he was going to say, I need to shift this, I need to change that, you get, that's going to shut down, this is going to happen, this. And you find yourself in different circumstances. And all of the families that have children, young people that are here giving their lives to God, that's not a coincidence. That didn't happen because you've sown seeds that you've returned of, of financial seed from. It's because God is honoring His Word. He's showing us honor by giving us the way forward for our younger generation that they will not be consumed by the world, but they will be taken by God. And they will be used for His glory and not for the glory of the world. Let me tell you, the Google and Apple and, and all of the high-tech companies and all of the world's, all of the law firms, all of the accounting companies, they want to use all of the young, the energy of our young people. The young people, they want to use all your energy to give you this few little thing, numbers behind your name that you can say, I have done this and I'm now this and I've got a this, whatever. And it means nothing for your future. Because they don't 
They just want to steal your energy. They want to steal your strength. They want to steal your potential. They want to steal and take what God wants to use. And so they have all this promise of this potential of what you can become, how much money you can make and do all the things. And how many people, do a survey, how many people that studied for one thing of not doing anything about what they studied for. They're doing something completely different in their lives. Why is that? Because the promise was so big that the only thing that you could do, that's you got to go to university. you got to get that because that's the future. And so then COVID hits the world and then what happens to the future? And what's the next thing that's going to come and hit the world? You think we, we thought Russia was going to invade Ukraine 12 months ago? And what's the next thing that's going to happen? And so the world promises you all these things, but God is the only sure foundation that we have. God is the only, the only thing that we have, relationship that we have. God is the only relationship we have that is a guarantee. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never change his mind. He will never change his word. He is forever, yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same. The Bible says that there is no shadow of turning in Him because there is no darkness or shadows in Him. There is no hidden agendas in God. He makes His ways known to those who will seek Him. It's the people that don't seek Him that hear stuff from other people that said other things about God that, that make up their minds about God without actually seeking God for themselves. And so they have lots to say about what they want from God or don't want from God, what they want from church or don't want from church, but they haven't taken the trouble to seek for God themselves. They've just heard and watched and seen and made up their minds about it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I'm going back to America because my father has called me. I'm going back. I'm going back and it will, I will be away for about 10 or 11 days. I'll be gone for one weekend. And uh, if you had said to me while I was in America this time on an extended trip, that Brother Jerry would start to call me while we were even on the trip, even though he had extended, asked us to stay on it because he wanted to have time with us. And if you, if you had said to me he would start calling me while I was on that trip. And uh, it kind of uh, caused me to take a step back a little bit because we have such wonderful things happening in our own ministry. There's a lot of things going on here. There's a lot of momentum going here. There's a lot of movement of God happening here. And, 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 and I don't want to just, I, I want to be here. But my father was called. And so I must go. Hallelujah. So I want you to know that uh, since I made the announcement, it has... Uh, it has been told to me that my ticket is paid for. Hallelujah. 
and it has been, and there are expenses that are taken care of. So it's not coming out of uh, the churches, expenses, it's already been taken care of. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, when Gideon got up yesterday after I made the announcement and he came and he said, I'm bringing money. I'm bringing money to, towards your ticket. What he, what I knew already in my heart and I'd already spoken to Pastor Christie, Pastor Sharon and others that, Pastor Garth and others around me, I'd already spoken to them that God had placed it in my heart that after his ministry last night, that I was to do another honor seed. I leave on the 9th of May. We had people still putting money in our account the last time while we, when we landed in America. And we had to use resources that put a lot of pressure on us to get all the money out so that we could give it to Brother Jerry. Please don't leave it that long this time. <laughs> so I just want you to understand this, this, this seed. Um, it's in the time of God. It's in the time of God. Hallelujah. It is possible. It is possible. And I'm making this declaration. It is possible. That in the last time that we went there and God had us place an irrational honor seed in his hand. That God used that and words that he spoke to us and prophesied to save his life. It is possible that this seed might have the same impact. It is possible that there are things that are happening in and around Brother Jerry where the enemy wants to have something to say about his future. And it is possible, if not, it might be that God wants to unlock something else. Hallelujah. Who knows? So, Pastor Sharon and I are giving of our own resources. I'm not going to tell you how much money we are giving because I don't want it. I don't want anybody that gives a hundred rand to feel like that hundred rand is insignificant. But we are giving a significant amount of money to Brother Jerry personally. Just Sharon and I. We have always taught you this, and we will always be this way, God willing. That we don't ask you to do something we haven't already done ourselves or that we're not prepared to do with everything that's in our hearts. Hallelujah. So I just want you to understand that what we did last time, it was not your tithes and your offerings. It was a special seed, an amount of money that you choose whatever it might be. To, for us, for me to be able to go... And place it in the hands of Brother Jerry as a seed of honor. Honor for what? Honor that he would make time to come and minister to us. And he gives and he prepares. And I know him because I've, I've traveled a lot with him. And he came here and he would 
set aside time and be up early hours of the morning hearing from God to come and minister to us. And he didn't come here. You, you, I don't know if you watched and observed that, he, that his notes were handwritten. Those are not notes that were pre-printed from another message that he came and he brought to us. He wrote those notes. Those things are he personally went and sought God to come and minister to us yesterday. Now, because it's digital and there's no expenses involved, that means that there's a lot of people that he's ministering to that way that are not contributing to his well-being. God has made it up and God is blessing his ministry, let me tell you. God is he's doing that in supernatural ways. But this is not for us to bless his ministry so that his ministry can keep working. And again, I want to tell you, this is not to his ministry. This is to him, Miss Carolyn. It's for them. It's for their personal use. It's to them for our honor to be enjoyed by them. Hallelujah. I'm not taking up an offering tonight. I'm not taking up an offering tonight because I believe in that scripture that the Apostle Paul says. He says, I don't want you to give grudgingly or because you're under pressure or because there's a special pull that I'm pulling on you to sow a seed. I trust God to put it in your heart, whatever it is that you choose. And I will not put pressure on you to sow seed and to put money because you're here tonight and because there's an anointing in the service. And if I opened up the anointing to flow, you would give willingly under this anointing. I'm wanting you to go away and purpose between you as a relationship walk with God what it is that you want. Hallelujah. And what God places in your heart that you will sow a seed and honor seed into your future, into our future, into Brother Jerry's future, and what God wants to do. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, it's, a, it's a remarkable thing to me because, uh, as you know, in my natural man, I, I carefully think about all of the details of buying a ticket, packing my suitcases again, getting back on the plane, hours and hours on the plane, having the impact on my body, having all of that stuff and then doing things that are going to have further impact on my body with Brother Jerry. And then turning right around on the, and coming straight back with all of that impact that's on my body. I slept for five hours or four hours this afternoon. You know, we got back Wednesday morning and we've been busy all weekend. So when I got home, I just crashed today. And it has an impact on your body when you travel like that, you know. And so even though he was leaving it up to me to decide, it's not really a choice for me because I know him. He's not calling me just because he likes me. He's calling me because there's something stirring in his spirit that he would call for a son to come and be with him in a significant moment of his life. And so when I was deeply meditating and, and saying, Lord, is there any way, <laughs> this may sound funny to you really, but is there any way that I can be released from this? Can he please say, John, don't worry, uh, you know, listen. 
Forget it. I'm good. Stay. Is there any way? I felt almost like Jesus in the bars. <laughs> you know, may this cup pass from me. Because I want to be here, number one, and number two, the energy and the effort that it takes for me to get there. But he knows that too. And he knows what it takes to travel like that. And he wouldn't call unless there was a reason for him to call. And it is possible that God had him call for this. So that he can do something more for us. Because of this. Because I was not thinking for one minute that we were going to do another honor seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. But after our irrational honor seed, look what God has done in our ministry. Look what words Brother Jerry prophesied over us. Look what God has done. Look what he is continuing to do. And if that happened because of the last seed, then let's, and God's giving us another chance, let's do something. And I mean this honestly, please, 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 you must understand that if a hundred rand is what you can do, if ten rand is what you can do, ah, that's, that's wonderful. It's precious to God and it's precious because it's what you can do. Come on. This is not about an amount of money. It's about an honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. I have a great expectation in my heart because God has supernaturally taken care of my travel, my expenses, and it has created a freedom in me to, to come before God and say, God, thank you. That you're so good and you're so great that you take care of everything. Before, before I even announce it like this in this way to this group of people, you've already, you've already taken care of it. And so that already tells me that God's in it. It already tells me that God's not waiting around for me or for anybody else. He's, you go, John, because you're, I'm calling you. This is God. This is me. I'm all over this. And what I, what I command, I pay for. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so none of the money that you sow now, not tonight, but when we say this is on a seed in the next two Sundays before I go. Yes, I need two Sundays or so before I go again. <laughs> you know, it's like the reality of it's really hitting me like I'm going back again, you know. But, it's, but so we'll, we'll tell you, we're going to do an honor seed and... and that money will be the money. None of it will be used for expenses. It's all going to be used for him, to go to him. Hallelujah. And if it must be so and there are more expenses, Pastor Sharon, I will take care of it personally. It won't even be to the church. Because this is something that God is doing between Brother Jerry and me. I don't know why. I don't know what God's plan is, but here it is. He knows. Amen. Amen. Didn't we, haven't we had a great time? Now tomorrow morning, I'm tapping into the presence of God and I'm tapping into the ways of God that tomorrow I'm wearing shoes that Brother Jerry wore. I'm walking in the anointing as a contact point. 
I believe that I'm, as we lay hands on people and as we do what God needs to get done tomorrow morning, healing power is going to break out. Restoration is going to come. New miracles are going to happen. Things are going to shift and shape and move because God is doing. His, this is His time. God is doing miracles. God is doing miracles. So I will see you tomorrow morning. Hallelujah. So I just want you to note, eh? This is two times the pastor said, don't give me your money. <laughs> Not yet. Two times. Not too many pastors that will let an anointing situation go by and say, well, let's take up an offering. But I know God and I know how God works with His people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Won't you stand with me, please? Glory to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to just pray for you. So if you put your hand on your heart, I'm not going to actually ask you to make a declaration with me tonight. I'm going to just pray for you. But I'd like you to put your hand on your heart. And I just want to say, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will touch the heart of each person. As they put their hands there, you will touch their hearts. Touch them. Touch their hearts in a deep way. Personally impact them. Personally change them. Personally in a very intimate, real, individual way. Make yourself known to, the, to these people in Jesus' name. Make yourself known. Make yourself known. Hallelujah. May they experience you. May they touch your presence. May you wake them up in the night. May they experience you in the morning. May you, they see you in the noonday. Hallelujah. May the blessing of God rest upon you. May he protect you and may he give you peace. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Bye. Tot ziens, jylle mense. Thank <laughs> you.